Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting The Instance. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash instance and start living a better life today. What do we have here? It's another episode of The Instance, to be exact, 650th episode of the show. Welcome to it, where the princess is not in another castle. I'm Scott Johnson with Jocelyn Kearney and Garrett Weinzerl. Welcome, both of you. How the heck are you? Doing good. Yeah. Get it. I can't believe it's 650. Right. Definitely didn't look at the episode number and you said it. And I was like, damn. That's a crazy <laughs> number, right? It's insane. 650 episodes. And that's, you know, I don't know. What is that? That's 14 years of of a show with the, you know, occasional not show. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot. <laughs> if you add it up, it's a, it's a bunch of hours and, and then you go look at my morning show and then you really want to uh, commit uh, Harry Carey because my gosh, I'm at like, well, yeah, you guys must do like 200 episodes of that a year. <laughs> we're like two, let's see, 20. No. What is our, what is our episode count on? I actually need to know this now because it's going to freak me out when I see it. So this is like doing slash played for your podcasting, right? That's what this is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Twenty-one seventy-nine of that show, ninety Ooh. minutes each. That's a lot of time. I don't. It's a lot. Yeah, I'll try to not think. You're gonna that. hit like the character limit of a of an ID three tag <laughs> right? at some point. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I actually did. I had to split the feed up. It's like in three feeds now because uh, you can't have that many episodes. It turns out it starts breaking people's players. And like their apps and stuff, <laughs> stop, stop working. So there's a little advice for you. Hey, a quick thing right up top before we get diving into our big topic today. Uh, did anybody take the dive on uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected? I have a funny story about that. Do it. Tell me. Tell me what I, happened. Uh, I had a misunderstanding with one Kyle Ferguson mm. where I thought he said he was buying it. Yeah. Uh, he was being cheeky mm. by saying he already had it. He man, he already has Diablo 2, and he has no interest in buying oh. the remastered. And so I'm like, cool, I want to experience Me. this with my friend yeah. who says Diablo 2 is one of his all-time favorite games. So I bought it, yeah. and then when I found out he didn't get it, I, I went and got a refund. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So not even like not even playing it through because you're like, oh, well, I bought it now. I might as well. You were I had playing. one very specific reason for being interested in it, which was experiencing my my friends, one of my friend's favorite games alongside my friend. And when he's like, ah, yeah, I decided not to. I was like, well, screw you. Yeah. Get my money back. Yeah. Get your money back. I never I could never <laughs> pull the trigger. And, you know, part of it is this Blizzard stuff just feels cloudy still. But another part of it was I started reading reviews and it's so adherent to the original which is one of my favorite games of all time um, that I kind of just don't want to, I don't want to be like these reviewers I read that go, I love Diablo two and I played it and then it made me wish it played more like three. I don't want to end up feeling that way. $49 later. You know what I mean? So it is literally how it was advertised. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, a, a one-to-one remake. Yeah, I mean. that is, you're not wrong. Like I, they told me the whole time how true they were going to be to the source, but 
but now that I know just how true, perhaps it's, it's kind of thrown me. Jocelyn, did you have any uh, any time with it or want to want to play the game or any of that? No, I don't really have any interest. And I think you're right, Scott. A lot of it is the the Blizzard stuff that's going on right now. Like it just it just keeps going and more things keep happening. And I just like my interest in the company is probably at an all time low. Um, but I think that like if you did play it back in the day and you have those fond memories, there's definitely something for saying like, OK, that was the thing that I did back then. I don't maybe want to play it now and compare it to everything else, right? Yeah, like, because yeah. it's been a while sure. and a one-to-one remake is probably good and it's a, it's a good decision they made to do that, but that's going to come with its own kind of jank. Yeah. So maybe yeah. keep it those fond, nostalgic memories and, and don't touch it now. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's kind of where I was at with it. And had t- had things been different on the Blizzard front, I probably would have just done it as a default move the way I did with that StarCraft mm-hmm. remaster. What they call the StarCraft remaster? Was it just called remastered? I think it was literally just called Brood War, Brood War remastered. Okay. Um, when I bought that, I had, this, I had the exact same feeling that I'm telling, that I'm saying I'm worried about with Diablo, which is I sat down, I opened it up, and went, oh my gosh, all those feelings rushing back of this is StarCraft, and then me going, oh, but 2 improves on so much of this. Like, so much of this is better in 2. And also, two looks a lot better. And also, why am I playing one? And I bounced off that thing in like, I don't know, 10 minutes and started playing two again. So I think I'd end up doing that. And I've already played enough Diablo 3 for enough for lifetimes of Diablo 3 time. <laughs> so if anything, now I'm just more like, I'm more like this. Hey, Blizzard, that cloud I mentioned, maybe work on that. Get that out of here. And then also, let's see what four is. That's what I really want is a new game. Not, not an old, I don't want a remake, it turns out. Now, to everybody out there who's having a blast, more power to you. Thumbs way up. I think that's great. My dogs are howling. I don't know why. Can you hear that? They're up there howling their minds out. I hope you can't hear it. God, who would ever have the whatever dog Scott has? I can't believe it. Just just the worst. They kind of are. One of them's a rhymer rider, and she won't shut up. All right, there's that. Uh, 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 Let us know at home, though, how you're doing with Diablo 2. We're curious about your takes. But for now, we have a big topic. All right, so Jocelyn came up with this one, and I really liked it uh, on the face of it, but it also is timely. There's a big resurgence of discussion around this topic, around different gaming circles, social media, and and whatnot. Um, And you could say that's probably always true of every topic, but this seemed to get a little more surface lately, and that is the discussion of difficulty settings in video games and whether they should be a part of an overall experience. Should should games continue to be more accessible to more people? and what about those who say a game should be hard and unless you play it on hard mode, then you're a noob and you suck and that whole that whole attitude. We probably all are in early agreement that that attitude sucks, but <laughs> it's an interesting uh, thing to sort of break down. I feel like it's changed over the years. And, you know, to me, if you're going to ask the question, why are there so many difficulty settings in video games now? Uh, and even in older games, like the original Doom had, you know, various difficulty settings. People forget that wasn't just a one-size-fits-all sort of affair. But uh, the reason you do it is because, well, two reasons. One, choice is always good. And two, you're going to sell way more copies of your game if you apply your game or your your, uh, your your potential market to a larger a larger group. And that larger group includes people who don't have time to uh, punish themselves over and over on the hardest level difficulty. 
and he'll just want to experience maybe it's a story or maybe it's just the environment or maybe it's just a, a faster pace or whatever it happens to be. Uh, there are people in all sorts of walks of life that are no longer 15 year olds with all the time in the world to avoid high school and just play video games. And so I think that's why that's happening and why, why it's kind of a standard now to see it. What I don't understand so much is why people have outcry about this or why it's a problem for them. Because typically if a game features a story or easy or normal or hard or hardcore mode, uh, that means you're going to get your hard mode. So go play your hard mode. You got what you wanted out of your game and everybody else can fill in the blanks on the other, in the other spaces. I usually go normal. Um, that's enough for me. Like kind of don't need a bunch of extra challenge, but also would like some challenge, but occasionally a game's just like, I play Sekiro right now. So uh, what's that called? The full name. Sekiro. Sekiro, what is it? Shadows Die Twice or something? Legends of the Shadow. Isn't there something about twice in the name? Yeah, Shadows (laughs) Die Twice. (laughs) Shadow Lined Twice. Oh, I got it right. Shadows Die Twice. All right. right. I haven't played it. We're going to to Garrett (laughs) for all our name confirmations today. You you nailed that one. Well well done. Uh, But that game is a game I would play if it had difficulty settings that were less punishing than the default. And the default is why people love Souls-likes. I get it. I get that those apply to a very specific subset of gamers, and they love that stuff. I just don't see why it would be harmful for that game to get a greater player base and larger player base and appreciation for everything else that they are, except, you know, they're not... Everything about those games isn't just, oh, it's difficult and that's it. They're beautiful. They're animated wonderfully. They have crazy stories. Like, they're interesting in so many ways. Why not open that up to more people? So so there you go. Before we go much further, is it a matter of pride for either of you? Like, Jocelyn, I'll ask you first. Is it a matter of pride for you that you're like, I beat that game on hard, or that game was impossible and I'm the one that beat it? Like, do you walk away pounding your chest going, yep, look at me, I'm the, I'm the queen? I mean, I definitely understand people who feel like that. For me, I get my sense of accomplishment usually by finishing the game. And I'll be completely honest, I've tried because there's I'm a big and Garrett knows this. I'm a big like trophy achievement collector. So if I see that there's a game because I don't have a ton of time on my hands, if I see that there's a game that has like achievements and trophies and whatever for difficulty levels and doing things and whatever, then I'll usually pick the highest difficulty level because that'll get me all the trophies. It's like a cascading effect. So like my trophy collection is my source of pride. But the problem I find a lot of the times is I'll usually get about like three quarters of the way through a game sometimes to like the boss before the final boss, but you know, like that kind of where it really starts to ramp up in Mm -hmm. just general in games period, there's usually these big final confrontations. And that's usually where I end up bouncing off is like, I'll get there and then I'll just, I can't beat that freaking boss. And I'll be like, fine. And I just never go back to it. And and I don't get any trophies. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, the trophy hunt, I forgot about that. Like chasing trophies and chasing, um, achievements is a is also a part of this i hadn't really even considered it but that's got to be a drive for a lot of people but again it's there for them right so you have it there because you like that i could personally don't care anything about achievements or trophies just never been a thing for me never been a driver um leaderboards zero interest don't have any interest in the any of that either um and so 
on the one hand, I appreciate that the game is going to let me play it without me having to worry about that stuff. But I like that you're getting to play it the way you want to and get the trophies you want and get the achievements you want. And that's I'm in that's what I'm in service of here. I don't want a game that's just easy by default. I don't want a game that's super hard by default. I want a game that get lets me pick a range. And in a minute we'll get into, you know, why that's challenging for developers and, and design. Uh, but I want that range. That's the kind of game I want to play. Garrett, uh, how about you? I, I know you're a, you know, you like a challenge. So I, I picture you going, yeah, look at me. I mean, maybe uh, you're younger, but I still picture it. Why do I picture it? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, Scott. Yeah. Um, I, it, it definitely has waned the older and older I get. You know, once... Once uh, more, more. Once I had to accomplish paying rent, uh, uh, forcing myself to accomplish difficult things when I'm having fun, uh, kind of lost some of its luster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, kind of, pretty much from my twenties on, my desire to sign myself up for pain in video games has really fallen off. Mm. Um. So I mean, there, there's that, but I mean. I think my answer is I don't seek it out, but oh yeah, I absolutely like exuberantly yell cuss words when I get through things that bar me, my progress in, in, in games. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag for me. I definitely used to seek out that challenge. Yeah. Games. I think you're, I think you're right. I think the older we get, the less, the less that's the drive and more there are other, there are other factors that drive me to play games now. Once yeah, in a while, I, I'm though, more about, uh, overall i'm more about oh. the experience um i also too like could not give less of a crap about achievements um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i know i know i'm like the only one we've, but we've at least someone cares so yeah, hey, you're somebody not cares. alone yeah, yeah. yeah. whoever's uh, thinking the achievements out there i'm watching don't worry you're doing my, my, it for me yeah, <laughs> oh, my, my college roommates they were achievement hounds and i was just like why do you give a shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we just, well, i never understood it but i i have always felt like the odd man out about achievements i feel like most people I know <laughs> mm-hmm. like love them and, and hunt them down and, and go crazy for it. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's yeah. a, another really interesting way to add difficulty or challenges to your game that isn't necessarily tied to the main game. Cause I think the, the conversation around difficulty is usually assuming that kind of the difficulty bar is up here and what people are asking for is more down, you know, like easier, but I the way I kind of look at the idea is that like you have your game and your bars kind of in the middle and difficulty settings can go either way is you can have an easier game or you can have a harder game. And I think that achievements, especially ones when that they put in games that like are maybe hunting for rare objects that you might have to do some platforming or stuff that you wouldn't normally do in the course of the game or, you know, if you have to like kill 25 dudes in five seconds or something you know those kinds of challenges add difficulty without actually being like a slider Mm -hmm. so i think like it's kind of a a wider conversation than just straight up like the game is here i want it to be easier like there's a lot of different there's a lot of range i think to the difficulty conversation it's also another it's a it's a metagamer it's an it's a game that's under the surface so you in theory and this is why i've always admired people who do go nuts for trophies and achievements um, there's there's a whole other game they're playing and they're getting more value out of the game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish I did. Like, when I'm done with a game, either I've cleared it all, finished it, beat it, whatever I did. Um, even if I haven't finished it, I'm just looking for a different thing to do in that world or with that game or with those characters. That's what those are. It's like, hey, 
you played the game, but now here's the real game, which is you know how many di- <laughs> how many times can you fall? I'm, off I'm the more edge motivated uh, in, in in that regard by like a percentage complete thing. Like mm. um, I think I'm a 99 percent for both Spider Man One and Spider Man Miles Morales from Insomniac. It's pretty good, um, and that doesn't I, drive you insane. <laughs> it does, but I literally spent like three hours trying to get this one random like police uh, radio call in for a crime to pop, and it just never freaking popped. Yeah. In the first game, and I don't remember what I'm missing in the in in Miles Morales. It's it's close though, but like those are the kind of things. Like I, if it's an open world game, and I like traversing your open world, and you show me the percentage of junk I've completed in your game, I'm much more likely to 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 follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I mean it has been years. Um, I think I think the last game that I did that BS on was the like OG Assassin's Creed. I, for some reason, I was obsessed with getting all those feathers. Mm. And it oh, wasn't until uh, Insomniac Spider-Man that I've started that I got back to like an open world, a semi-open world game where I just needed to collect all the things. I forgot about those feathers. They're like the um, <laughs> in the pirate one. Uh, the uh, which one was that? For, not for Black Flag. Uh, uh, Black, Black Flag. Flag. Yeah, Black also Flag. Also known as the best one they ever made. It was a great yes. game, no question. Um, but that game had those shanties you had to catch. They See, were just shanties, like feathers, yeah, because yeah. they would sing. <laughs> you could make your crew sing, which I lo- I wish I could do that with my friends in real life. Like sing Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. Then Scott just goes, hello there. Hello there. And that's all I play. <laughs> uh, so here's the, I'm showing a little super meat boy to the chat because this is the game that I goes against type for me. Cause normally this game, which is, has one difficulty setting only and it's hard as shit. That's the goal is to be really hard. And it is, uh, it's one of those games that I had to play to completion and I loved every second of it. And I've never sworn like I swore in this game. Uh, their words came out of my mouth that I didn't know I was capable of making. Uh, I always loved the replay where it showed just all of your deaths and it was just blood right? splatter meat everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're like a thousand tries. You finally yeah. get it. The game really nailed that whole like, I can't believe how long that took me. And I'm so happy I, 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 I you know, worked it out and made it like it was very satisfying uh, when you would win or when you would pass a really difficult level. And so those kind of games, they kind of have me. And often they're 2D like this, like, you know, they're this kind of game. And this game, of course, inspired a bunch of games. But you'll, you'll find me trying to yeah. 100% this sort of thing. Well, there's like, there's like difficult and complex and there's difficult yet simple, right? Like, for some reason, I think of that god-awful game Flappy Bird. Like, oh, yeah. It was a one-button game. <laughs> yeah. It was hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then you've got your Dark Souls, which are extremely complex. They have very complex combat systems. Yeah. Um, and and so there's there's that too. So like I don't know. I don't know if I haven't said this yet, but I'm like I'm not in the camp of everything should have difficulty settings. I think like if your intent is to make a game that is intentionally easy or intentionally hard, that's yours and the team making its choice so if it's part of the design that's a good i'm glad you brought this up and i'm also glad you feel this way because i wasn't sure if we'd have any dissent here but um every now, game I want to be very clear i have, i don't give a shit about dark souls i have no in- interest in playing that game sure. at all sure but i think it's cool that it exists right i, like, do I think it's cool that there's a game that's like it's it's entire reputation is for being utterly punishing yeah it's balls hard by design and and I think I'm with you if your design is this, the whole point of our game is it's extremely hard. Then that's probably a game or an, or an exception where you don't need to give me any kind of difficulty settings. 
but yeah, I say and, and uh, on the same token too, like I don't, I don't need legendary difficulty right. of animal crossing or Viva pinata. <laughs> like Everything I love those. Those are two games. I love bells. by the way. Yeah. Sorry. What? Like, oh, you want some seeds? That'll yeah. cost you a million bells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to go over to covenant Island and, uh, fight the, the hunters that have 3000 times health and they'll one shot. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, that brings yeah, us that like, brings us to a good discussion point about tuning, and it's hard. Like devs will tell you, and if you talk to any of them, they'll tell you this. It's we kind of just accept it now. Oh, I can go from easy to hardcore, sweet, and we'll just play it the way we're going to play it. That tuning is difficult, and it goes sometimes beyond the basic stuff. So many games uh, will do like a time limiting uh, factor of some sort. That's how they increase the difficulty or. Um, uh, damage dynamics uh, on the easiest people have lower hit points and literally their hit points go up on the hard, harder difficulty level same same kind of thing works with uh, rpgs that might work with a fighting game might work with an adventure game just make everybody m- take more bullets go down slower and maybe hit you harder um, the other method is scarcity of things in the game like ammo healing mana whatever your kind of Freaking resources are yeah, Resident like Evil Resident difficulty Evil settings. Exactly. That's a really good, that's a really good. Uh, uh, Where's the bullets? I yeah. just want I just want five more shotgun shells. Can yeah. you give me five more shotgun shells, you bastard of a game? That's why I play those <laughs> games on casual because these days anyway, because I'm already scared enough. You're already getting me with the tone and the scenes and the stuff that goes down in those games. I don't need the extra frustration of horrible inventory management and no bullets. So so I personally really appreciate Resident Evil's modern take on difficulty settings i don't need Th- that's that an interesting hard. example though because i also think of it like and I'm, i don't think it's good or bad again it's like i'm just kind of down for what the the team's intent is like i, I kind of make a product have a voice do your thing and and i can experience it if i want to or not but with resident evil too i think like you can there's an argument that could take this a little bit further that's like Oh, well, it's too scary. I want, I want Resident Evil that's not as scary. Like, give me a scary slider. And I'm just like, no, I, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't want that any more than I want to buy an album from Walmart where all the cussing has been removed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, is the only place my parents bought me albums growing up. So, was Walmart? Uh, if you wa- oh, yeah, dude. Mm. Uh, yeah. Radio so, yeah. edits? <laughs> I used to think there was a lot of silence in Eminem, and I thought it was a bold choice. <laughs> Oh, you thought it was a, but you thought this was like by design. Eminem was like, no, no, I make, I'm absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I would love that you. though. But, like old, old Marshall Mathers really holding back so that uh, yeah. we don't offend the young ears, but really it's yeah. subversive and it makes you think about the swear words and it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it great. absolutely, absolutely sucks. It's, it's the pits. Yeah. Um, I imagine. So like there's other, there's other things like if we're talking about like difficulty of accessibility it's just like like i don't i don't want to watch an edited version of evil dead and i i don't want to i don't know i i, I don't know this is this starts for me this starts to get to like in into artistic integrity i, I find it fascinating it does but if your design okay. is if your design allows for 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 a range of difficulty options i don't think that goes counter to to your design sensibility oh yeah yeah i want to be clear like i'm not against it either way but right. like if 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 in your mind, it being like hard to beat is part of the experience. Yeah. Then I think that's, I think that's a fair jumping off point for your design. Could be. But does it take anything away from you as a player, assuming that you like to play it, however you like to play, it doesn't matter if somebody else can play it differently. Well, see, that's the, that's me, a great no. question. Yeah, I that's I wanted to get to that because for some reason it seems to matter to people 
that someone didn't beat it on the hardest level and they think that's worthy of uh, again we're talking about modern internet i realize everybody yells about everything okay so i don't i'm, I'm not trying to act like this is <laughs> unique. does yell about everything <laughs> they, they really do and there's really no getting around it but i i, I guess my point is like this in particular just seems like a really weird hill hill to die on because the it game is super gatekeepy, honestly. Yeah. You're like, well, you didn't beat it on super mega ultra god hard mode, then you suck. Like, yeah. okay, but I had a good time, so f off. Yeah, f off. <laughs> oh a- yeah, no, I'm not condoning the 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 commu- like toxic community reactions. I think that's. Well, because I'm pretty, didn't you, like, uh, a couple episodes ago, didn't you say, like, Dark Souls has, like, the worst community ever? Oh, it's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but you know what? I like Rick and Morty, and they have one of the worst communities on Earth. That's true. Yeah. um, People who unironically unironically worship Rick for who he is, uh, (laughs) they're they're missing the point. Yeah. I I think it's, like, the greatest adult animation since South Park, Um, but I I do not want to engage with the fans. Yeah, that doesn't Um, make them good people, though. No. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, I also th- I also think a lot of the fans of Rick and Morty miss the point. Yeah, that, that's my point. Um, if you unironically think Rick is awesome, you are missing the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm a giant waffler, man. Like I I I like I love having discussions about what the artist's intent was or what the author's intent was, and yet I'm also kind of a believer in the death of the author. author. Yeah, like it's like I like what it means to me, and I don't like personally. I I take more joy in processing things myself and sure. finding my own things to latch on to yeah Yeah. at the same time (laughs) at the same time dude i love art i love the process i love creative process so like i also like knowing what the creator intended yeah um as much as i like telling them that's nice this is what i thought yeah (laughs) you can have i think you can have both that's the position we're in we're consuming this content (laughs) we're expected to interpret it we spent money on it like we have a lot of um, we have a lot of positions we can take. I just think when we yeah. treat well, each other, both happen in real life, right? Like there, yeah. you have your intent and you put your thing out into the world, and the public will react, and you can't control it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's also things like, um, let's get to something like a DDR, a Guitar Hero type of difficulty ramp up. Uh, it's the Simon Says method. So basically, just add in way more, way more things, way more timing, way more whatever. And this is my jam. This is your jam, right? This is where yeah, you this. go to for your difficulty settings, something like GarageBand, Guitar Hero. Why do you think you're drawn to that kind of difficulty? Uh, I, I'm Again, it's a thing I, I don't engage with much anymore, but also, I mean, the, the studios don't engage in making Guitar Hero anymore. So there's, there's <laughs> I lost that, like that. my whole last year of university to Guitar Hero. Yeah. Same. We, yeah. we, we had the cops called on a rock band house party. That's how many people showed up. <laughs> Dude, you guys that, don't know this. You weren't actually. You wouldn't have been there that year. But in twenty um, eleven, Nerdtacular twenty eleven, we had all hundred and twenty people here or something because it was a smaller event then at my house playing GarageBand, and we had the cops. We had some. The cops called or the neighbor called the cops on us. For, for I know what you mean, and I don't want to be this person, but I love the idea of GarageBand, which is the iPad app. A bunch of people huddled around playing that, as opposed to Rock Band, which is I know what you mean. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Tom Merritt on drums, Mark Spagnuolo on guitar, that kind of thing. But we were so rowdy about it. The neighbor next door called the called the. I don't think they knew what we were doing because we had a hundred and something people just crawling all over the the, the house in the neighborhood and. It was very I can't weird. believe you ever did Nerdtacular like at your house. <laughs> Dude, Jocelyn, it was, I have fond memories of it, but I can't believe we did it. 
Like I still can't believe we had, I had like eight people I never met in my hot tub at one point, just all in there drinking, doing whatever they're doing. And yeah, this, this, yeah, this is exactly what I would expect would happen. It was odd. It was very like, Oh, I've got strangers putting their bacteria in my hot tub. Nice. I regret nothing. I regret nothing, but it was still a hell of a I bet you regret the infection you got. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Um, here's my all time favorite increased AI aggression, things like halo, call of duty shooters in general. They like to do also this. my jam. Yeah. You like that. Do you? You like it when they're, yeah. Uh, the, yeah the last bastion of me caring about like single player difficulty experiences. It was like halo three and like rock band. Cause you know, that was the same years essentially as when those were coming out. Um, yeah, I, 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 I spent a lot of time. If you can't tell, these are my college years. Yeah. In case anyone's wondering how age lines up with my desire to spend Play a lot of time, stuff. yeah, yeah. try yeah. hard in, in games, but sure. yeah, it was a big thing for one of one of my roommates, uh, Mike. Um, not that anyone knows him. Ah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike. That's right. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Not yeah. that he's been on the show and you have a frame of reference for this yeah. dude, but um, yeah, no, we we Halo was like our jam. Mm. Um, when we first moved in together, we played through one and two. Uh, we played through one on legendary. We got very mad on two on legendary because Halo two and legendary is the worst experience ever because those (laughs) stupid jackals will one shot you. And it's not like every other halo where the other player can keep going. When one of you dies, it resets you. And when anyone dies and it sucks, it's a terrible design. Um, but yeah, then we did three through legendary and we did all the gears of war on their hardest difficulties. Like we were like pushed like, is it co-op on Xbox and it has really hard difficulties. We know what we're doing this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was always, I was pretty in the rock or guitar hero from the get go. And so I was also doing rock band and I loved working my way up to expert. Hey, you guys, how are you feeling? How you feeling? You feeling all right? Like, really, how are you feeling right now? Ask yourself, ask yourself these questions. What interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your own goals? The stuff you want to get done, things you want to, you know, whatever, bucket list, call it whatever you want. Well, BetterHelp will help you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you'll you'll connect to to this therapist in a very safe and private online environment. It's very, very convenient. And you'll do that within, I don't know, 48 hours? It's like right away. All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, digging through those horrible magazines and listening to that weird fish tank buzzing off in the corner. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they'll make it easy and free for you to change counselors if needed. And they offer a broad range of expertise that may not be available locally in many areas. It's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. Things like depression, trauma, relationships, family uh, conflicts, self-esteem issues, grief, sleeping issues. I mean, it's likely I've mentioned something that, that clicks with you. So many people have been using it that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So here's what I want you to do. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash instance and join over 1 million people who have taken this chance to change their mental health. That's BetterHelp.com slash instance for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. I'm looking at some videos from of some Guitar Hero on the PS2, and oh, that game looks really ugly now. Jeez, <laughs> I, I used to think that oh, PS2 yeah. games would never look aged. I used to feel that way. I felt like that era was going to look good for a long time. No, 
they're they're bad. <laughs> just not. Yeah, it's just, it was pretty. It, it was pretty stylized. Um, yeah. It was pretty like kind of clean and simple. So yeah, they they kind of look like weird uh, polygon Muppets now. Yeah, that's what you get when you. I can't believe how many things I was playing on four by three. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah. That's that really that longer than you think, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, um, what was the first widescreen experience I had? Probably the three sixty, probably. Yeah, I, I I was still playing it on a four by three. I remember playing like Lost Planet. I remember being so mad at Dead Rising because I couldn't read the stupid text <laughs> on on a standard deaf television. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> Those were. It doesn't feel like that long ago. I guess oh five is a long time ago now, but. Um, that just feels like yesterday. And I remember thinking uh, widescreen is here to stay and it, it has been, but now I don't remember playing anything, but so when I see something in four by three, it just throws me. It's like, what was I doing? Like most of those, part of the reason I don't play as much of those Nintendo games that give you with the monthly uh, multiplayer fee on the switch is because they're still presented in four by three. Now that's as it should be. These, that's what these games were. No one, no one said they were going to be widescreen or high def or any of that. But it still just makes me go, oh, there's like all this black space. That's a waste of space. What are we doing? <laughs> this is terrible. This is harder to get yep. used to than vertical phones and vertical video and things like that. <laughs> but anyway, this sounds like old old people problems. I shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> Back in my day, like, okay, Grandpa, take your pills. Yeah, take your pills. Lay down. <laughs> watch the game. I'm, I'm taking fine. them right there with you, by the way. I'm, <laughs> we're in the same retirement home. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, MMOs are interesting, and I wanted to bring these up because we're all you know MMO fans. We played a lot of Warcraft in our time and, and uh, other games. And uh, they're interesting because they are mostly one-size-fits-all difficulty. You go into those games, and whatever the setting is, you might argue that a game like WoW or other modern MMOs are set at very easy by default because they're just meant to be worked through and you don't die a lot or whatever. Um, but that's the difficulty, whatever it may be. If you play Classic, maybe it's a little higher because they were harder back then. But it's one-size-fits-all. Until there's these like meta elements, like specific tuning happening in uh, in raid type content, so you've got yeah, your... or just or the optimization of the class you decide to play, right? Right, like right. Leveling my paladin was so much worse than leveling my hunter, like mm-hmm. uh, in like vanilla BC area of World of Warcraft, for example. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that's an interesting, different challenge for them, uh, and I feel like it's in the end it's maybe easier for them because now they can say, well, the hardcores are doing mythics, and this is how mythics work and attunements work, and um, uh, what's the thing where you, what's the, the stone you have to put in to make it harder in mythic? I forgot what they call it. Now mythic plus keystone. keystone, keystone. Yeah. All that stuff is designed for, uh, letting players kind of control their own difficulty destiny in a game. And I think it makes that kind of unique among, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, it, the only other thing that feels more unique than that is maybe multiplayer environments playing, I don't know, call of duty Warzone is not about that game being hard. It's about you playing players who own you. The hardness is who are you playing? And so if you log in at nine o'clock in the morning, you're going to have an easier time than if you log in on a Saturday night at 7 p.m. because everyone's going to work you. So uh, that's another reason. If I were a dev, I understand the the gold rush for everybody to make a Fortnite like I feel that because on the one hand, it's there's a lot of money, and you know Fortnite's proven to be a huge success, and all this other stuff, and battle royales in general. It's like a successful genre. However, the one thing they don't tell you is they don't really have to do any work on difficulty. They don't have to do anything. They just have to make the guns connect. They got to have environments. They kept that stupid building technique or uh, mechanic, but whatever. Forget about that. Forget that exists. I do. Um, but all those things being said, they don't have to do any tuning. 
they're just unless there's bots involved, these are just other players. And now now your life is about, well, how hard are they and how much am I going to bang my head against that? If I pay, play Apex Legends, am I going to have trouble with the game or am I going to have trouble with zero sixty but hurt thirty over there uh, who who's sniping me from someplace nobody can see? Well, the answer's him. He's the difficulty. He's the slider. You tried to do a zero dark thirty reference. I don't know why that. I don't know why it came out that way. I just watched like, another. Is that night. supposed to be three sixty no scope or zero dark thirty? I'm not I, sure. I watched <laughs> and someone's butt hurt in there. I guess. Yeah. I was trying to think of a bad gamer tag, but also I just watched another nine eleven documentary that went deep into like catching Bin Laden, and there's the whole zero dark thirty thing and all this stuff, and it just all blended together, and I. <laughs> And welcome to live podcasting, everybody. We did it. We yep. nailed it. Yep. Welcome to living in your brain rent free. So <laughs> in terms of any additional discussion here, I feel like, um, you know, for me, uh, I'll just speak for me here. Uh, and I'm sure there are players like me, but time is more important than ever. I don't have the kind of time I used to have for any one particular game. I talked about this a bit on core. I tend to I tend to be a grazer when it comes to games. I love kind of a lot of genres and a lot of things. And I kind of buffet it sometimes, and Game Pass is making this easier, and services like that. Oh my so god, not... so much! Oh There's right, so much on there. That. I know. <laughs> Every and, week and I some... go and I look, and I'm like, when am I going to play all these? But also, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I found a couple of real winners yesterday. That Sable game's amazing. I've been kind of interested in that since E3, but um, so far that's very cool. That came out day and date, and uh, it's a very weird. I played I Am Fish. <laughs> Oh, how is, is how I is I am fish? fish? How is I am fish? I was curious. Ridiculous. Is it? Are you? Do you feel like you are fish now after playing? Oh, it? I am fish. Okay. What the hell is this game? So, did you play I am bread? That's the first question. Because there is now like a bread universe that you need to get caught up on. Oh, now hold on. You didn't. I didn't know this. This is part of the I am bread universe because I did play that. Yeah, this is a sequel to oh, I am bread. Lord. Are you kidding me? <laughs> As someone who doesn't know what you're talking about, you sound like an absolute lunatic right now. <laughs> so I Am Bread was from like, I don't know, 2014, 2015. And you played as bread trying to make itself toast. Yep. And you just like flopped around this guy's apartment. And he thought he was slowly going crazy because he thought someone was breaking in and leaving pieces of toast around his yeah. apartment. Yeah. No, this is I played this game. I got codes yeah. for this game. I played a ton of it. Oh, my God. The game is really hard. It's I don't know. So hard. Yeah, I don't know if I ever made proper toast. It t- I just really. <laughs> I definitely made toast, but I didn't finish this game. Apparently, a gas station explodes at the end, and they talk about the gas station explosion, like oh in Lord. "I Am Fish" at the beginning. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, whoa! The gas station exploded last night. It was so weird because there was nobody there, yeah. but Fred was there." <laughs> okay, okay, but this is a, this is an example of like, don't you think the difficulty like plays a bit of a role 100%. In, in in elevating the absurdity of this the game you just described? Because <laughs> like, it was, hey, like, it's it I Am Bread. Yeah. Like that's funny enough, yeah. but the fact that it's actually difficult to play this. It's really hard. Dumb as hell, like idea for a game. Yeah, it was like so it I found was hard because of the controls because it was like physics based, but in the really early days of physics. based. Okay. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so now I am fish is like you're a fish that just 
from a pet store trying to get to the ocean and his friends. It's very Finding Nemo. Yeah. Uh, and so you're in this like glass fish bowl that for some reason closes at the top. So you're in like a hamster bowl and you have to like swim against the edges to direct your bowl. And the physics in this one are better. So I find it easier. But that's so that, like that's uh, a- controls and mechanics and just what? like yeah. calculating physics and in one, games. And Computers one difficulty are better now and whatever. Yeah, it's the Dark Souls of bread simulators and bird simulators. Yeah. <laughs> We're not bird fish. Well, the, 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 you bring up an interesting point that I, I kind of thought of because in the notes you mentioned Mega Man, Scott. Yeah. Um, and I never liked Mega Man as a kid. And and I kind of had this thing like growing up in my early days because like for me, the NES was my first console. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like, and then I got went to Je- Genesis, and and like I remember, I also uh, in there somewhere had a Game Gear. Mm-hmm. I thought hard games were just bad games, were just poorly made games, um, because oh, a lot of them back then were. Yeah, um, I'm not saying Mega Man was one of these. I never liked Mega Man. I was I never understood the attraction. Um, but like Lion King on the Game Gear, that's just a badly made game. It's hard because it just sucks. It's just a bad game. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I remember Aladdin. Oh yeah, that Aladdin game. Oh, I had Aladdin on the Genesis, and I think that was the first game I ever beat. Mm. I was gonna beat Jack on the NES. Yeah, Um, like I had the NES before I could read to give you an idea of like how damn young I was playing on the NES. Like I didn't like Zelda, so because I was like I can't read this. So wait, uh, if that was Florida, you were like fifteen then? Just kidding. That's a terrible joke. Sorry, Floridians. You guys are great. You're smart. You're smart. You all know good things. You're all smart. You can all read by two. All right, continue on. Um, yeah, I forget one of which I forget which Aladdin version is considered super hard. Probably like most things, the one that was on the Game Gear. But yeah, the Game Gear did uh, well because uh, yeah. back then too, difficulty had to do with like number of lives. There were like not really like saves. There were like checkpoints, and if you got far enough, they'd give you a freaking code, yep. and then you have to enter the code that was like, okay, now you get to skip to level four. But then there's no code until like uh, level ten or something. So if you die on level eight, you're just like, oh my god, my life. Why am I doing this to yeah. myself? Yeah, yeah. Those were the days. You had a little. That's why the manuals had the this the the little diaries in the back of them, right? So yeah, Genesis yeah. manual or whatever. It yeah, was. like I I had a single remember like I think it was the X Men game for the genesis mm. that was just stupid hard yeah it that was a hard game like butt yep and i had, so I had that game everybody thought that game was going to be like the arcade game and it wasn't it was <laughs> no no yeah. it was not no. um very at different all. i liked i mean i bought it because i thought hey x-men and then i went oh this is too hard and i think i gave it to my <laughs> brother or something yeah yeah and so that's that's an interesting thing that i haven't thought of until today like yeah. because you you mentioned some old games and i was like man when i was a kid i used to just think like hard games just honestly i just thought they were hard and i didn't play them and i got older and i realized oh they were just kind of poorly made yeah Mm -hmm. we're better at this now well possibly limited by the tech of the time too right like yeah yeah well you know mario was pretty good well that's the thing like mario was your first time through mario wasn't a cakewalk right you could memorize stuff and get better at it and speed run it later and know where all the warps are and all that stuff but that's one of the brilliant things about Mario and why it stands up. It was the right balance. And ultimately, that's all I'm looking for is the right balance. And if that balance means you got eight different difficulty settings and there's the right one for everybody and let me swap on the fly to, to tune it for myself, great. But if your game is meant to be Super Meat Boy and all you want to do is make me swear and throw my controller across the room, great. That's your game. Um, I don't think players should get into the into the business of telling each other how good or not good they should be. 
I think the game should determine that and the players who want to play those games should either enjoy them or not and play what they want to play. This all sounds really obvious, but this is the times we live in. Everybody thinks. Yeah. I mean, can we just expand that out to humanity as a whole? Like in general, can we just live and let live? Yeah. Some of that would be (laughs) nice. Some of that would be real nice. Um, I did want to mention uh, one other game that happened on Game Pass. I just wanted to make sure I told you guys about crap. I forgot what it was. Forgot the name of the damn thing. Oh, Crown Trick. Don't let this pass you by. This actually came out in 2020 on other platforms, PC and some other stuff. But this game called Crown Trick, which I keep saying clown and I don't mean to, but it's crown, um, is this weird hybrid 2D, or not really 2D, but kind of 2D, 2.5D, we'll call it, top-down dungeon crawler. This looks like Zelda. It's oh, I, lo- I love it because it's old school and new school at the same time. So we've got roguelike shit going on, so pick up a rune and makes you better for that run. And when you go back, you can spend money on upgrades. And so it's, a lot of that stuff's in there. And so if you hate roguelikes, this may not be uh, your jam. But the adherence to like old school sort of turn-based dungeon crawl that they do in this game is so great. Don't let that, don't sleep on that one if any of those things sound interesting. Play that game. I'm going to cough now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was really working up a, a froth there and I had to, I had to let one rip. All right, uh... Let's see, what else are we going to talk about here? I had somebody write in saying that we need to be playing more Destiny because Destiny has figured out the perfect balance of difficulty uh, and uh, story. And they were tying in last week's discussion about story and narrative. And I don't know how recently you guys have played a game or a match of uh, Destiny. but um, I took Years a, ago. <laughs> I t- uh, at launch of Destiny. Yeah. Too. Oh, my Lord. I went okay. hard at launch, and then I never went back. That's hilarious then because... Um, I took him at his word and tried it, and he was right. Uh, they've really come far with that game. Um, it's pretty rad. The The story elements that they've got in the game now, I don't know about this new expansion or not. I guess it just came out. Um, but what I played was not only really fun and I had a good time, things felt more balanced than they used to when I was playing solo and then when I grouped, and the story elements were really cool. So just shout out to his name is Kevin something. I won't use his last name, I guess, but... Kevin, thanks for that email. Uh, I had a really good time. And I, I think Destiny is worthy of people's time in 2021. Um, I will say this, though. How how happy is uh, Bungie that they got out of the Activision deal when they did? I'll bet they're pretty happy about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah, know? there's definitely a winner and a loser there, and it's not the Megacorp. Uh-uh. Megacorp. They're not, they're not the winners. Zero. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think a whole lot about it at the time, but... You know how this stuff changes the way you view everything, right? Like this sort of thing with Blizzard Activision happens, and now I see everything through that lens. And now I'm looking at Bungie going, oh, I'll bet there's a story there, you know? Yeah, like I, I mean, we have, sin- we have since found out that uh, uh, Blizzard had plenty of their own internal problems, and it wasn't all just Activision, but I definitely at the time thought to myself, ah, uh, I wish this would happen for Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why can't they peel away? The problem is it's way too integrated at this point. Like the mm-hmm. whole thing is... You know, they're basically one big fat. Oh, oh, yeah. No, this the, the conversion to the dark side is complete. Yeah. See, That's, look, yeah, was, this is full on. They are stuck in the Activision tractor beam. I was just trying to get you to do his voice. So now that you've done it, I've I've made the achievement and gotten the trophy. Well done, Scott. Well done. Uh, all right. Let's move on uh, to an email. We got some feedback here this week. Let's play this. Hello there. This is from uh, Angel from my nightmare. Andrew. <laughs> You always want to finish it. I know. <laughs> yeah, it I can't help it. Can't not. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Oh my gosh, you're on you roofs. Good- Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm still got some video of this. I am a fi- or I am fish thing going. I might end up playing this, Jocelyn. Look at this. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Oh, this looks like much more of a game than the bread one was. It is, yeah. You can uh, each fish has a different like power ability thing you can do. Like there's a piranha and you can eat your way through things. No way. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> this fish is on a roof, and then now he's on power lines trying yeah. to get to the ocean. He can see it from here, but I'll bet there's gonna be trouble on the way. Oh, okay, I'm throwing up this. <laughs> All right, sorry. Andrew wrote in. Uh he sent this to the instance at gmail.com and he says regarding last week's story discussion. Uh, Scott Garrett and Jocelyn, uh, before or so, shortly before you talked about ESO on the show a few weeks back, I had tipped my, or dipped my toe back into that base game and uh, bought and ignored it months back. Um, I was still just a little lost when Scott mentioned getting in, uh, getting to fight dragons, so I got the Blackwood expansion, teleported to elsewhere, and got completely sucked into the story. Uh, even after I got to max level, I stayed with my first character through the end of the plane meld story before trying a different class. Coming from WoW, uh, where I only cared about the story when I wasn't playing the game. That's an interesting thing to say. I've thought a lot about that since I read this email. Uh, ESO story has been incredibly immersive, and I love the game's hooks, extra skill points, etc. to take you through the main stories as well. I'm loving the new format of the show. Keep it up. Uh, definitely went from a sh- or sorry, <clears throat> It definitely went from a show I listened to because I liked the hosts, but didn't play the game much anymore, to required immediate listening due to the mix of hosts and content. Andrew. Well, that's really nice of you to say that. There at the end. So thanks for that. Aww. That was nice, right? Yeah, um, so nice. What I was going to say was this uh, this idea of only caring about WoW's story while you weren't playing the game, that was starting to happen to me too. Um, and maybe for longer than I was really even realizing. I didn't care as I was going at all. I cared offline when everybody would react to a new cinematic that was posted or Somebody dropped a piece of, um, you know, data mined information about Sylvanas or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, look where this is going. But in the game itself, you don't really have that uh, moment to moment sort of story adherence that you have in something like Elder Scrolls. Oh, okay. So I see what you mean. So you don't mean like when you're not playing WoW, like not subbed, not anything, not engaged. You mean like in the hours you logged out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Day to day. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Which is a, it's weird to think of it. I never thought of it until he said it. But that is the big key difference, I think, with something like ESO. It's ESO's biggest strength is it plays like a big, immersive, single-player Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. And if you play it like that, you immediately love it more than you did. If you go into it playing it like you would WoW or EverQuest or a million other MMOs, you're going to go, well, this isn't that. This isn't one of those. And you're going to kind of maybe lose yourself. But if you play it like, oh, these story beats, the bigger the bigger story and these side quests tie together, uh, this final moment with this dragon confrontation is the culmination of many story beats that I loved and can't stop thinking about. If you think of it in that way, it's a way different game. And I really enjoy it. We've talked about this, but I really enjoy it mm-hmm. playing it in that way. But anyway. I'm almost done Blackwood. So oh, nice. elsewhere is my next is my next like expansion because I missed it. So Oh, elsewhere's so good. Yeah, that's where I'm heading next. Did you, uh, what did you, who do you usually use for your companion? Did you end up using the lady or the dude? I'm using the lady whose name I can't remember. (laughs) Same. I like her more than that guy. That guy's kind of a wet noodle. The the lady's great. (laughs) He's okay. He's just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. Something about him bugs me, but the girl, the girl's great. And uh, I have her healing me and Mm. shoot and using arrows and, uh, and a pretty good arrow build. And it's it's working out pretty good. <laughs> the game is great. It's a very, very cool game. And I'm glad uh, that Andrew is enjoying it. Maybe some of you are as well. Uh, we will at some point have a 
kind of a episode where we look at the state of things over in Guild Wars 2 because I have been spending my time in there as well. And Guild Wars 2 has got some stuff going on and it's pretty rad. So we will get to that in a future episode of the show at some point for those who've been asking. All right. If you want to send your uh, thoughts, comments, and feelings into the show, you can. The instance at gmail.com. Before we get out of here, a reminder that you support this show and uh, we really appreciate it. Head on over to theinstance.net and sign up to be an Instance Plus member and uh, get all kinds of cool benefits. I just shipped off the latest artwork that people get in the mail for being a member of that program. So go sign up and be a part of it today. Before we get out of here, let's find out what everybody's got going on. Start with uh, Jocelyn. What are you doing this week? We can tell folks about. Uh, so you can go and follow me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J O C E Plays. And uh, I'm probably going to talk about this for quite a while, but uh, it is extra lifetime again. So if you guys want to come and support the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals, you can do that by going over to TGI Extra Life 2021. Uh, sorry, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2021. Um, we're going to be doing some streaming of the new. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think there's like ashes in the name or something, but it's that dark pictures anthology that had like little hope and, and um, man of Medan. It's the next oh. entry into that series of oh. like the horror games. Right. We're playing that when it comes out. Oh so. my Lord. That's how you're starting your, your That's marathon? how we're starting. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's for the kids. Yeah, it's it for is the kids. for the kids. Yeah. So it's a, it's a couple of weeks <laughs> away. I think it's like three weeks away. So I'm excited. Yeah. This is always a big time of year for you guys. It's always fun to watch. So uh, yeah. check that uh, out. Little Hope. Little Hope scared me so bad. I broke my controller last time. Oh my gosh. I, I jumped and like hit it off the desk and like cracked open the side of the controller. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. On stream too. So if that's the kind of content you want, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Don't give people ideas. They're going to want me to play the damn thing. And I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> Well, I have not even heard of this. It's Namco Bandai game. Little Hope gameplay. Here we go. Oh, this looks oh, this freaky. Whole, yeah, I haven't heard of this either. It's a whole series. Yeah, it's called the Dark Pictures Anthology. So they're like um, one after another. And there's this like curator guy in a library as like the tie in between the two of oh, or between boy. the now Katie three of them. going to want me to get these. Thank oh, you, Josh. You're man. welcome. <laughs> and I'm already, I I'm like not even, them a lot. <laughs> there's nothing even going on here and I'm already freaked out. They're just walking. Yeah. I don't oh, know. this looks cool. Yeah. How did I miss this? Yeah. I've never even heard of it. I, this blows me away that I've never even heard of oh, this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I really like them. Wow. And they're, they've yeah. got a really good uh, facial animation. Mm-hmm. And they're, they have a lot of actors that when you see them, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy from the stuff. Oh, the, 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 the Pazuzu statue from the freaking Exorcist is just hanging out in this game. Sure. Why okay. not? <laughs> Why not? You know, maybe someone will puke green soup on your green pea soup or however that works. <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, <laughs> that means they're gonna. Uh, it looks horrifying. I probably can't play this. All right. Uh, so there's that. Hey, Garrett, what are you doing that's less horror movie? Oh, uh, well, Scott, if you want to be afraid of t- uh, the terrible behavior by giant mega corporations instead of horror games, you should listen to Nexus Gaming News, where this week we talked about Bobby Kota getting subpoenaed by the federal government yeah that's a I, if i'm definitely there's no joy in my voice reading that saying that out loud no uh, joy i have all. a little joy about it and i'll say this um it's one thing to have your internal problems and your issues and have it become public and then have all this sort of trial by social media and all the things that are happening to put pressure on these companies it's a whole other thing when you're in hot water with the federal government so uh, this this is a this is a absolutely a huge ramp up 
and seriousness. And uh, I, I can't say I'm not happy to see it. I think it's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's been a lot of people rooting for for Kotick to get dinged by something somehow, somewhere, sometime for a long time now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, talked about that on Nexus Gaming News. It's now available literally everywhere. Everywhere you can get your podcast. If you prefer Google, Apple, Stitcher, it's there. <laughs> you made it's me there. gag a little. I almost threw up my mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Pocket Cast personally. That's my favorite place to go yeah. get my podcast. Pocket Cast no. is great. Yeah. Podcast is basically so, the best of both worlds because it's a standalone app that you just use like a good old fashioned podcast app if you want to, but it also has a really great directory and they do, you know, they surface stuff that you're not going to find in other places and they're great. Pocket Cast, 100% agree with you. They're awesome. And they're on everything iOS, <laughs> Android, all of Oh, not sponsored at all. I had to pay for mine. Yeah, I did too. I paid, well, I paid the old thing. Now it's a subscription, but if you're, if you're grandfathered in, they don't, they give you everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If I got the phone app for like what, three bucks, best yeah. $3 I ever spent. Yeah. Same. It's great. Yeah. Take our word for it. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, quick reminder. There are plenty of other cool shows on the frog pants network. This show is part of a triumvirate of video game shows. We have one all about indies. We have another one yet about uh, broader stuff about consoles and, other games that we're playing in that regard, that's called Core. You can find Core and Boop and this show all at frogpantsplays.com. And, of course, this show just at theinstance.net. If you're looking for anything, old episodes, uh, links to whatever, all of it, it's all there. That's theinstance.net. Follow us on Twitter at Instant Show. Scott Johnson, Garrett Art, and Joss Plays. And more like this at frogpants.com, like I mentioned. And remember, all those dots are not going to eat themselves. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.